everyone, welcome to another episode of Curving the Cheers. This is Bobby, your host, and I have a very special guest today. I'm super, super excited and thankful that he uh, has offered to come on. Uh, his name is Dan Hart Hatson. Sorry, <laughs> Hatson. Yes, there you go. And yeah. uh, he's a personal trainer. He's in the fitness industry, uh, similar to me. And so we have a lot to share today. And uh, Dan, do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Maybe introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you having me on this. And I've listened to your podcast so far. And I'm excited to, uh, to be here. I've never done a podcast before, so I feel honored. Mm-hmm. And um, so a little bit about myself is what you asked. Yes. So I've, um, I've been married for 23 years, and we have two boys. Uh, Ethan is eight, almost 18, and Harper is 14. And um, I'm from a city here locally. I don't know, Edina. You can say it. Grew up fine. there and... Um, yeah, and now we're just in Hopkins and just, I don't know, doing the journey, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I did mention that you're in the fitness industry like mm-hmm. me. So yeah. specifically, I know you're a personal trainer, mm-hmm. uh, but what would you say you special specialize in and who do you work with primarily? Yeah, so I I think like with all of us, it's it has been a journey in personal training, but I... I started going to Art of Strength and I learned, I went there because I had seen kettlebells before, but I had no idea what they were and they looked kind of like, uh, um, I don't know, like Sparta, like Spartan, you know, like the movie 300 was just out. I thought like swinging Uh some metal around looked pretty cool and I didn't like the CrossFit stuff. I just, Mm -hmm. and so yeah, so I just, I started to go to Art of Strength and I learned kettlebells and I've found my niche in kettlebells, but that of course has evolved because I have ADD and, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, but I really do love doing kettlebells and swings and Turkish get-ups and that kind of stuff. That's really cool. You know, I actually, I am so bad at Turkish get-ups. Are you? Well, we can work on it after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We might have to do that after this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always been terrible and I've always tried to teach it in Mm -hmm. a good way and I've just never Never done it. Yes. How to teach it properly. So, well, I think like everything, it's just practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. So you can teach me how to run. I'll teach you how to do a (laughs) Turkish get-up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are some of your other hobbies that you enjoy in your free time? I love, and my son actually told me I need to get a different hobby oh. because it's all working out. Yeah. But we we recently bought a house in Arizona, and I love running the mountains mm-hmm. and the trails and, and that. Um, so I'll run the trails, and then I'll go rollerblading on the canal, but I've played a lot of hockey. Uh, I love to skate ski. Mm-hmm. And as far as other stuff, it is really is all yes. like athletic stuff. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when you enjoy fitness like mm-hmm. that, it's just so commonplace to just want to get out and be yeah. active. And I'm sure mm-hmm. even just being in uh, in Arizona, the weather is mm-hmm. probably it's a little right bit now. easy. Yeah, it's a little bit easier to just get out and go do stuff there than it is here. I went skate skiing yesterday, and it was cold and windy, and mm-hmm. I had to bundle up a lot yeah um i have a lot more laundry up here mm-hmm. in minnesota than i do down in arizona because in arizona it's like shorts and yeah socks and that's it yeah we're in minnesota mm-hmm. so it's very very chilly here mm-hmm. uh what is it like negative two today yeah i think so uh, and then you have the wind chill in it and yes. it, it gets hard to it, it does it to minnesotans credit it does get hard mm-hmm. to find fitness uh, sure. outdoors in, in minnesota but that's why it's good to learn how to to know how to ski, mm-hmm. to know how to ice skate, to know how to do that stuff outside, so you don't pigeonhole yourself to yes. just hunker down in the uh, in the winter months. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Dan showed me around uh, his studio here, and mm-hmm. he's got a pretty special facility. And I feel like in general, yeah. us trainers, we kind of have to promote one another. So mm-hmm. I really want you to yeah. describe what your training facility is like what's yeah. different about it mm-hmm. and because I thought it was really special something really yeah neat. thank you mm-hmm. I I have never really seen a home gym like this and yes. I, there's YouTube video um I can't think of the guy's name but you know he's got home gym that's like what he he focuses on and he goes around and he shows mm-hmm. shows them but I think what I love most about 
my gym is well number one it's on a it's on a dead end so that yes. gives us a, it's a huge benefit mm -hmm. to that so there's not a lot of traffic yeah i mean we're like the only ones it was really nice yeah. i was driving up yeah. and i was i was like am i in the right spot yeah because <laughs> it was so nice and secluded mm -hmm. yeah it's very quiet mm -hmm. and so i think in the you know like in the summer or when it's warm outside we get the opportunity to open up the garage doors mm -hmm and push a sled down the street. It's a magnetic resistance sled, it's a torque sled, so That's it's not nice. loud. Yeah. And so I think just from the standpoint of just the neighborhood feeling of a home gym, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm kind of like the piano teacher that everyone had growing up. That's, uh, that's so, such a good comparison, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, our son goes to um, a piano teacher in the neighborhood. So it's a very close-knit neighborhood mm -hmm. so a lot of my clients are in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and but then I also do coach athletes high school kids oh nice here and there when I have the opportunity and then just whoever whoever wants help mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing whether it's with me or somebody else mm -hmm. so I'll I'll help whoever wants help yeah I can feel that from you. You have a really, yeah, a really nice energy and empathetic energy. And mm -hmm. I, in general, I think that's yeah. really, that's really yeah. special and it's thank hard you. to find. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in, as a whole, I don't care if somebody trains with me or not. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful that if they come here mm -hmm. and they, they want to work with me, but my hope for them is that if they don't work with me, that they find somebody else that they, mm -hmm. that they work with and they just keep looking. Yeah. So hopefully I can provide them that opportunity. And if not, like keep looking mm -hmm. is, what, is kind of what I think. I won't be offended, <laughs> I guess. Good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And then tell us your name of your business because mm -hmm. we were just talking about this and how I think it is actually very clever. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the name of, the, of my home gym is Workhouse, mm -hmm. uh, W-O-R-K-H-A-U-S. And I came up with the name because being in recovery, of course, I go like right to jail. If I start to drink again, I just, I'm going to jail, which is the workhouse. Mm -hmm. It kind of is a reference to that. And then, um, so it's a gym, it's a home gym. So it's a house. And so we work out at the workhouse. Yeah. And, yeah. And so my wife uh, named it H-A-U-S and we're Ger German, Hatsung mm -hmm. is German. So. We get a little bit of that background too, so. That's really neat. And then we get the alcoholic background yes. of the Germans too. A good mixture. Yeah, good, good mixture. yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, so we kind of talked about your business and mm -hmm. your hobbies, and I guess yeah. now we'll kind of get a little bit more serious, so. Mm -hmm. Well, we um, don't want to get too serious because okay, okay. sobriety is fun. Sobriety a, is fun. It, it is. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Because if, if it's not... If you're not having fun, you're, you're doing something wrong. That is true. That's what they say. Yes, so, yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, so if you want to maybe just go into a little bit of your background yeah. and uh, your story mm -hmm. and uh, just share what you're comfortable yeah. with. So, yeah. Um, so what they tell us in AA, because mm -hmm. that's how I my uh, way to recovery has been through Alcoholics Anonymous, is to share our experience, strength, and hope. So mm -hmm. I... I'm, I'm hopeful that that's what I do. Sometimes I, I might say that, like you or, but that means me too. Like yes. it's, it's oh. this is my experience and that's all I can speak to. So I grew up in a, had a great upbringing, played high school hockey, football and baseball, had, my parents are still together. They love me to death. And um, I never drank in high school, went to church, was very active in church. Super happy as a kid. Hated school though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shocking. Not, now that. I'm a trainer, right? Yeah. Because I'm just always moving. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took my first drink of beer the summer after my senior year. Mm -hmm. And really after that, I, as I think about it, it just stuff kind of started to just go downhill. Even though life was still really good, but that's where it started. And then uh, alcohol being a progressive disease, it just slowly took over and I, I mean I was a guy that go play pond hockey with my buddies we have beers after go to the bar and um, but it just slowly got worse and I always was kind of comparing myself to them mm -hmm. 
thinking, well, they, you know, they drink that much. I can surely, I'm fine. I'll just, you know, but then I would come home from the bar and I would drink more. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I wasn't like a day drinker. I coached high school hockey and I was never drunk at a game or anything like that. So I would binge drink at night. So if I had a hockey game that I was coaching, I would drink after you come home at 1030 mm-hmm. or we'd go out, you know, with the coaches after. Yeah. But then I would stay up to like two. Mm-hmm. So the next day was just terrible. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was more at the end. But um, I tried to address the drinking, like, by running marathons, mm-hmm. which we talked about. And, yes. and running was easy I, for me because with the boys, and I, uh, I was a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. So it was an easy way for me to just, to, when I had a half hour, I could just put the shoes on and go out and run quick mm-hmm. uh, in the morning while my wife was still here. And then um, it was just an easy way to get exercise. So I tried to use the marathons as a way to re- to not drink mm-hmm. as a means to recovery maybe. Yes. And so I wouldn't drink four weeks before the marathon to try to cut weight and just mm-hmm. feel better. Yeah. Oddly enough. And then four weeks became three weeks and by marathon 11 it was like two days before <laughs> I won't drink and then I was you know I was overweight. Yeah. Heartburn. It was it was just like it wasn't it wasn't enjoyable anymore. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, it, yeah, it just, you know, progressively got worse. My wife would, you know, she'd be working, um, on like the sec, you know, in the kitchen, I'd be in the basement drinking. Yeah. She was kind of working her schedule around when I wasn't going to be home or when I was home, she wouldn't be home. Cause it just wasn't, it just wasn't what, what it was. And mm. alcohol was consuming my life and, um, just, I don't know, I was irritable, discontent, mm-hmm. overweight, grumpy, selfish, like all yeah. those things that define what an alcoholic might be. And um, so then I would use my fitness as a way to kind of mask my alcoholism because people thought I was in great shape. And mm-hmm. so ironically, April 15th, six years ago, I was at the gym and I had like the side pain. I was doing a workout yeah. and I had to leave and it was just, it was unbelievable. I couldn't even, I was like, I never felt anything like that in my life. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I called my mother-in-law. My wife was at work mm-hmm. and she brought me to Methodist and, and this was my third hospital visit. The first time I had an intestinal infection, they put me on something where I couldn't they're like, if you drink, it's going to be really bad. Wow. And I totally lied about it. They're like, how much do you drink? And I'm like, oh, just like two a night. <laughs> and they're like these huge goblets of vodka sodas. <laughs> and it, you know, it was like probably three or four because every al- al- uh, alcoholic lies. Yeah. You know, if they say, I just had one, you know they have like ten. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so that was so the third hospital visit for me. And, um, I, I remember like two or three weeks before that I looked in the mirror and I'm like, you know, I was in tears. I was drunk. I'm like, I'm I'm like an alcoholic and I can't stop. And I just wanted it to stop so bad. So we all, you know, hopefully we get that gift of desperation where we just give up and surrender and just ask for help, which is really hard to do. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say for guys, I I just think for anybody in general, it's Mm -hmm. really it's really hard to ask for help when something that is looked upon negatively, you know, like, a, oh, he's an alcoholic. Um, I didn't want to be labeled as an alcoholic, but it's like I had to because I was just so, I couldn't do it anymore. My marriage was in not good. Um, I just saw, you know, yeah, I'm not going to cry. No, I'm not going to no. cry. But it was, it was hard. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I called the retreat from Methodist Hospital. I was there for a week. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't eat or I just had ice chips. And they put you on like oh the bread. Gosh. What is it? Like bread, bananas, something. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I, I can't remember what it was, but um, so that eventually. That was probably I could. your most favorite diet ever, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I started losing weight and I'm like, oh, oh, I feel pretty good. You know, and I was, I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing, but it was. <laughs> The Wild were in the playoffs that year, and I was oh. just like watching hockey at night, getting like 
taken care of. I'm like, and I'm not saying it was good, but it felt, you know what? Honestly, it felt better Yeah. than where I was because yes. I knew I was on the road to recovery because mm-hmm. I had called the retreat in Wyzetta and they're an outstanding AA place and they're AA focused. Mm-hmm. Called some friends who had, um, who had been there, a pastor that I know very well. And, um, so I called, I did the work, um, cause my wife had done enough. She, you know, she's just, people who are dealing with people like me are just like, cause we'll suck the life out of you yeah. and we'll take every little bit that we can from people that, you know, we, we want to be felt sorry for whatever. She sounds awesome. She's really yeah. great. She is. <laughs> yes, she is. And you know, to her credit, my kids credit, they, they've stuck with me. Yes. Um, so I went to the retreat for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in there. I was crying the first few days. I mm-hmm. felt so bad for myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had to like, I had to grow up. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was kind of thought I grew up. How old were you? I was 40. Okay. So I spent my 41st birthday at the, re- at the retreat. Mm-hmm. And my 40th birthday was here. And we had like, I was wasted. And we mm-hmm. had like this food truck and so many people. But I just remember how like awful I felt the next day and even mm-hmm. late up into the night because people, they bring you liquor. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And I drank that liquor. And I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> You're 40th. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... So I spent my 41st birthday in rehab and it was it was so much better than my 40th birthday. That's a statement right there. Yeah, because I, I woke up. I mean, you know, a lot... Like we talked about this earlier, but when you go to the bar most of the time you just have drinking in common mm-hmm. but you you go like to the place like the retreat and you know we're we're all different but we're really all the same mm-hmm. so these people genuinely like cared for me and they loved me and they mm-hmm. people like made cakes for me and like did like that's so cute really i know yeah. it was i know and, and i like screw i don't care my kids they're like, you say cute all the time. I'm like, I don't care. Like, it is cute. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. But yeah, it was. It was really nice. Like, it feels good to be taken care of in a genuine way. Yes, definitely. And not to be just like, oh, you know, here's a bottle of scotch. Because that doesn't, I mean, and, and again, we talked about it earlier, but it doesn't make me happier. It actually makes things worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can get into that more. But anyway, so I went to the retreat. Um, I got out. I, I did what they told me to. Mm-hmm. I um, I actually, my wife was like, hey, they're hiring at Yum mm-hmm. Kitchen and Restaurant. We know, know the owner, Patty, who's wonderful. And I was a food runner. I, I stayed home that summer for the, with, the, with the kids because I was mm-hmm. a stay-at-home dad. But then I started running food at Yum. And... Um, and I got my self-esteem back. That's awesome. I got, yeah. um, I saw how hard other people worked mm-hmm. because I didn't, you know, I mean, we were comfortable. Um, we have a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. I mean, and my wife has worked a butt off for it. And I, you know, I, but I stopped working. Like you st- I just stopped working. It got yes. lazy, you know, mm-hmm. and I took it for granted. But then I saw Louise who worked, you know, 40 hours at Yum mm-hmm. and then 30 hours at um, a, a fish place, Stella's Fish Market? Stella's, yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. is where he worked. In Minneapolis. I'm like, I am so pathetic. You know, and I'm working, <laughs> I got, I'm like working 15 hours a week. It's like yeah. dumb and dumber. There are no jobs in this town unless you want to work 40 hours a week, you know? <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I did it and it was great. Like That's I saw really people neat. and I was talking to people mm-hmm. and it was fun. And I had to check in. Yeah. I had to clock in. I had to clock out. And and for somebody like me, where ego is a big deal, mm-hmm. it's like my biggest, you know, ego and selfishness. It's a big deal for me to do that, mm-hmm. and it was good for me. That's really neat. Yeah. So, but that's what they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. And then I went to meetings. I got a sponsor. I started to connect with guys. I did stuff that I didn't want to do mm-hmm. service work on a Friday night going out to the retreat. Like, and my wife was like, I'm like, Hey, can I go there? And she's like, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. she got it. So she, and she's in Al-Anon and ironically her, some of her, like her best friends are in Al-Anon now. Oh, so Al-Anon wow. is for the person struggling with the alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a wonderful experience. Like mm-hmm. it's like, we who knew yeah that getting sober could be so amazingly 
that's so good. Mm-hmm. The friendships, the opportunities that I have to help others, which um, is what people of the past, like that's yes. like Jesus, he, that's who he sought. Yeah. He sought to help the people that were in the lowest of the, mm-hmm. the lows. So I now have the opportunity to do that. And mm-hmm. I, could, I could speak to it without um, not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't have to drink anymore. So I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't drink and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what kind of yeah. happiness was that? How would you describe that happiness? Like what, how was that different mm-hmm. than the happiness you felt from alcohol or drinking versus the sober happiness? That's, that's a good question. I don't know if I, I don't know what happiness necessarily was. I mean, mm-hmm. I was happy when I got married. I was happy when the kids were born like that, you know, but that's a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think that's how I would define it mm-hmm. is that it's, it's finding the spiritual experiences that you just can't find that yeah. the world, that the world tells you is going to be there. So like I said earlier, you climb to the top of the mountain, they tell you to have some mm-hmm. scotch because it's going to make it better. And the reality is, is it doesn't make it any better. It actually makes it worse. Yes. And, and so I think, I think every day, as long as I'm in the, trying to live in the present, which mm-hmm. I think is really hard to do. It, it sounds like you do. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's, I remember driving out of Bunny's parking lot for the first okay. time. Bunny's? Yeah. Where the restaurant that? on, Ex- on Excelsior. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, pull me over. Yeah. Cause I, I got nothing to hide anymore. Yeah. And, and I think there's like, I think that, like the freedom wow. in that, and you know, and whether you have one drink or 10, yeah. you, and, and I, I know I like, I'm not, cause I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, like that to me was like so great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, pull me over. And, <laughs> and, and I think, um, I think just seeing things that we typically wouldn't see mm-hmm. when we're drinking and then doing things. So, um, you know, typically when I would be going out with, I don't know, people or whatever, um, I have, instead of going out at night, I get to go to AA meetings in the morning. Mm, okay. So I, I, that's, so I get spiritually filled there. Yeah. And that's happiness. So I find mm-hmm. happiness in the mornings, not at night. Mm-hmm. I find happiness, like at the retreat, I remember standing in the sunshine mm. and hearing the birds and I'm like... You know <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like you get really fulfilled by being in nature and yeah and those experiences yeah. are just especially in nature I, mm-hmm. I personally find yeah are even more beautiful when you're sober yeah I in in running the trails you know mm-hmm. and I don't want she's making me cry if you're ever on this phone <laughs> she's gonna make you cry remember Jerry Maguire uh, yes I'll send you that don't don't make me cry uh, <laughs> But it's a good thing. And that, I mean, just being, having the transparency to cry with somebody else or whatever. Like, you know, it's pretty unique. No, it's, um, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think like just seeing the sunrise, mm-hmm. seeing the sunset and not having to hide anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's, maybe that's the, the uh, happiness mm-hmm. that I have. And I don't do things right either mm-hmm. I do a lot of things still wrong mm-hmm. but I'm re- I'm trying it's mm-hmm. progress not perfection and as long as I keep going to meetings as long as I keep working with my, working with my sponsor and doing service work they tell me I should be okay mm-hmm. at least I have a chance yes yeah oh I yeah. would say you're doing phenomenal honestly yeah and it's it's really awesome mm-hmm. just being transparent you know Dan I reached mm-hmm. out to him and we barely know each other, but mm-hmm. he has been so gracious and so mm-hmm. generous to be on here and talk and tell his story. And yeah. and I think that is something that's going to motivate others and could touch other people's lives just like yeah. you're talking about, right? Well, and I, I appreciate what you've done. And I listened to the first couple <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So awkward. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I think you're doing an outstanding job. But it's interesting to hear somebody that maybe isn't in, I mean, you know, you're sober. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking about fear and anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, how we deal with that. Yeah. And 
I mean, you were just saying how you were struggling with that. Yes. Yes. I've yeah. been struggling a lot with anxiety mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to cope and maybe realizing now that, okay, now that I haven't been drinking, mm-hmm. was I, and all I want to do is try and cover the anxiety with a yeah. drink. And yeah. now I'm realizing, okay, well, that's an issue. Why mm-hmm. am I feeling like that? Yeah. And when I didn't even feel like mm-hmm. I had an issue necessarily. And yeah. I don't know. That well, the, and so, no, I think that's actually... And I, I'm glad I, I kind of maybe led you that way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> to sales guy and me. <laughs> but that's the other gift of AA mm-hmm. is it gives people like me the tools mm-hmm. to know how to deal with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it gives me the tools, which we need as we go through, through life. And, and when you go to rehab, you just, you know, you can just go to rehab and be sober and, mm-hmm. you know, not really go to meetings, but you're just like kind of a dry drunk. Yeah. Um, but... If you really work in my, from my experience, if I really work AA, it's a spiritual program. Mm-hmm. So it gives me the tools. I, you know, the fourth and fifth step. So you write down, you know, what makes you fearful, anxious, mm-hmm. resentful, whatever it might be, because those things are, that's what's going to lead you to drinking, uh, to taking that first drink. Yeah. And the first drink is the one that kills you mm-hmm. because after that, it's just like, um, but yeah, so how are you going to deal with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, she should go to a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, but, I was yeah. think I've been, I mean, this is going to sound really pathetic, mm-hmm. but really just uh, substituting <laughs> with water. Yeah. And I mean, that yeah. sounds, I think it's more of mm-hmm. a placebo, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not, I still want that feeling. I still, mm-hmm. I think I seek out the feeling of feeling relaxed. Yeah. More than I do the taste. I don't. Crave yeah, because it does. Yeah, I heard you talking to yeah. your fiance. You know, like it mellows you out, mm-hmm. and you can. But meditation helps. Yeah. Going on a walk, pausing, sitting. I ski and surf surfing. Mm-hmm. Forgot to say that, but there was a point. And a little bit of a tangent here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, like, these are the things that fill me spiritually. Mm-hmm. No. But I'm surfing up at our cabin, and yeah. I'm, I'm on the wake, mm-hmm. and I look in the back of the boat, and it's like the sun setting, and my family's there. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like, so that's, you know, and, that, and versus like before I'd be drinking, mm-hmm. I'd be so drunk. Yes. That's why I bought a cabin, was to drink. Mm hmm. And now I buy a cat. I didn't buy a cabin. My wife, my wife bought the cat. No, but you know now I go up there and I get up and I go on the paddleboard. Yeah. You know, and I get, I get to get up early, mm-hmm. and not you know. So I that's just how I. Yeah. How I I don't want to say cope. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you said something. I know you had mentioned mm-hmm. this, and I've never been diagnosed with this, but I definitely mm-hmm. think. People in the fitness industry maybe are kind of similar in that way, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just you and me. I don't know, but I feel like I definitely struggle sitting in meditation, and mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people do. Right? It's the mm-hmm. quietness, and we have so much distraction now with our phones and TVs, and mm-hmm. constantly having to listen to things. Right? Yeah. Uh, how do you shut your brain off and try and really uh, meditate, or maybe mm-hmm. enjoy the moment a bit more? Yeah. Well, my sponsor always tells me to pause. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great advice because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times, even when I s- would say something, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. Is it necessary, kind of true? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that alone, by just pausing, whether it's 30 seconds, mm-hmm. you can restart your day. So I think meditation it can be interpreted in so many different ways. It, mm-hmm. it kind of just depends on what works for that person yeah. now i got another buddy that's like dude you can't do mobility work while you meditate i'm like but dude i'm in the sun like yes. i'm stretching i'm you know and it i feel good. good yeah and and i get that so like actually the other day i was having coffee um and i was sitting cross-legged and i actually mm-hmm. just sat there because one of my clients was like do you ever sit still mm-hmm. like, so i think it's also contempt prior to investigation mm-hmm. where 
And I had a buddy, Cuppy, always tell me that, who's since passed away. But I'll always be thankful for that because mm-hmm. maybe I do need to sit still. Mm-hmm. And maybe it will help me. Yeah. And if I don't do it, I'll never know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I think it can be running <laughs> on the trail. Yeah. It's meditative. And you know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I think running in some ways to me even mm-hmm. is very therapeutic and yeah. it clears my mind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for sure. And if somebody can identify what meditation is... I mean, that, I think that's a hard part. Like, AA might work for, for me, but it might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And your road to recovery, whether you want to call it recovery or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, your spiritual journey, mm-hmm. whoever is struggling with whatever, mm-hmm. the only thing I can speak to is what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so far, doing mobility <laughs> in the sunshine has worked. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, that I sounds do. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. so what is your, how has your relationship changed with your kids and your wife since becoming sober? How maybe, mm-hmm. and, and specifically even for me too, you know, I was talking with my fiance about how he could mm-hmm. support me even on my journey and mm-hmm. how do you support one another with your wife and your relationship? Yeah. I mean, I think like I got out of rehab and I was like, oh, it's good. Everything's going to be great. And I came home and everything was actually worse. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh crap. I guess I got some work to do. But I think the main thing has been to show up the right way. Mm -hmm. And even though I was there, I was at all their stuff. I drove them and I, you know, I was, I was in my mind a good parent. Well, those are the things I'm supposed to do. Mm But I think just showing up the right way and that's being mentally there. And then, you know, if there are, like, if I had to take one of them to the hospital or somewhere and I was drunk, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I mean by, yeah. if I'm home alone with the kids and my wife is traveling and I'm drinking and something happens, like, I got to drive them drunk, mm-hmm. you know, or like. So I think like showing up the right way. Yes. So whether, and I'm not saying showing up to a birthday party the right way with them, but like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So being, being physically, mentally available to them mm-hmm. whenever, it, like any day, any hour is mm-hmm. like so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they may not realize that, I think for me, that's a big deal. It is makes showing you up feel the right fulfilled. Way. Yeah. I mean, I just know I can help. I can, mm-hmm. and whether it's with them or anybody else, I can yes. help. Um, and I think the other thing that spouses worry about a lot with the, the alcoholic is, are they going to be home? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be safe? Are they, are the, are the boys like his dad coming home? Yeah. So you take that like away from my wife, that fear and anxiety. And yeah, it's like, that's huge. you know, it gives her like, um, just that freedom Mm -hmm. definitely so she knows so like she knows in the morning i'll be there like Mm -hmm. yeah like next to her yeah i'll be at the hospital i won't be in jail you know she won't have to like um like one time i took a six-pack out of the fridge and brought it to the rink next door (laughs) and this is just funny but i remember it yep and it was there for her party the next day. And she's like, you took my beer. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, we just kept drinking. But it, it was so, it wasn't nice of me to do that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think she'll, she knows, she knows what to expect the next day. Mm-hmm. And I may not be perfect. Mm-hmm. But she knows I'll be sober. Yes. It's the, like, that consistency. Yeah, definitely. I haven't necessarily, I mean, I, I've changed a lot. But I think that. You know, having a consistent consistency, whether it's in in fitness, mm-hmm. anything is the hardest thing. For sure, it is. Consistency in a relationship is just as hard. Mm-hmm. You know what the person's going to be like when they show up. You are offering that sense of security to your family, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Yeah. And that is such an mm-hmm. amazing thing that you've processed and learned and yeah. built upon. and. There really is nothing better. I, I mean, in terms of, I mean, maybe this is a female stance, but sure. even a male, I think, can agree that mm-hmm. when someone's there for you and 
that sense of security from your partner is mm-hmm. really fulfilling, really. Yeah. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's something that you feel happy you can give to your kids and your wife now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it's something that we take, I mean, we take a lot of stuff for granted. Oh, for sure. And I took it for, I mean, I took, we've been married for 23 years, and I still take that marriage for granted, because I don't know how, you know? Yeah, how old did you guys get married? So 24 and 23 or 25 and 24. That's funny. Yeah, Yeah, you guys have been married almost as old as me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We just, I couldn't, and it it was not, it was, you know, our marriage has been really great. Yes. It just, you know, I mean, there's no question the last four or five years before I got sober were just, it, it sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just did. And, um, but the last six and a half have been, you know, that's, that's the big secret mm-hmm. is once you get sober and it's not, it's not always the case. Like, you know, marriages mm-hmm. fall apart. Like it's just, you know, that it's tough. Yeah. And, and life is tough. I get it. But f- for me and us, like. It's got like every day it's gotten so much better. Like I get the opportunity to do this and mm-hmm. like I just it gets so it just gets so good. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think a lot of people should work the twelve steps. Yeah. Because really it, it, it really is a it's a great program. Mm-hmm. And and I just I I never knew. Mm-hmm. I just never knew it. It's like this big secret of the world. Because yeah. and I think that if and I don't always do it. But if we do the opposite of what the world tells us to do, that we're going to be a lot happier. Because mm-hmm. the world pushes all these things onto us. I and, agree. And it's like, God, screw that. Yes. I don't want to do that. And I want to be different. And I want to take action. I want to, yeah. you know, I want to be whatever. I don't, I don't want to get too like... But it's exhilarating. There's mm-hmm. something about being different and challenging yourself mm-hmm. almost. And even necessarily if it's little challenges, right? Mm-hmm. That is so fulfilling and mentally engaging. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had to mm-hmm. process a lot of stuff yeah. just starting this journey. And mm-hmm. it is it is hard. It is probably some of the hard, one of the hardest things I've ever yeah. done. And I'm sure even for you, even mm-hmm. though you're seven years almost, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still, you're still processing things and learning things, but yeah. it's Well, and they honest. say like, um, you, you're in early sobriety for the first five to seven years. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we, all we, we get a daily reprieve. Mm-hmm. So we get, you know, that's why they say we take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's hard. I mean, I, I, you know, have empathy for you because I don't know what your journey looks like, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know what you're going to what tools you're going to use and but in in other ways it's like it's kind of exciting yeah <laughs> because you can you can do whatever you want yep mm-hmm. and, and i i think that's what i would encourage you to do like like i mean you want to care about what people think about you but i don't care anymore mm-hmm. you know the only thing i again know is that like my buddy paul like loves me mm-hmm. like i gotta show up for him my, you know, and all these guys in the program and guys outside of the program, like, um, and my family, like, but I wear toe spacers. <laughs> I don't care. They help my feet. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I have been really funny. like the lowest, I, I mean, I hope I don't have to go any lower, but yeah, who cares? Like mm-hmm. you are, you know, I just absolutely applaud you and you know people like they do like when you're sober or sober no mm-hmm. uh, whatever January January whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. like I don't know good for you at least you're doing something yeah well honestly I've definitely thought about just keeping it going obviously and yeah it's definitely opened my mm-hmm. mind about what's really going on mentally mm-hmm. for myself yeah. so yeah one yeah. well, if you know if something feels good mm-hmm and and if you're happier and if you're getting these opportunities to interview drunks like me and maybe you like it you know i don't yeah. know but it's like like why why not yeah. you know why do we not do things mm-hmm. that fulfill us and we just keep wanting to go back yeah to the things that don't i used to go to networking events in minneapolis mm-hmm. when i first moved up here and yeah. and i would be so excited cuz i always i'm 
I love meeting people. Yeah, right? yeah, and you're I really have, good at it. Yeah. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. so, but it would always be focused around getting a drink, right? Mm-hmm. Networking events is a lot of yeah. happy hour, so on. Mm-hmm. And I would always, I mean, I've always been kind of a lightweight in general, just mm-hmm. because of running and yeah. active still. But um, I would always get like just. I couldn't talk and I mm-hmm. couldn't be myself. And yeah. It was like so traumatizing to yeah. be standing there in front of these people that I wanted to connect with and not mm-hmm. be able to connect the way I wanted mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And yeah, I think there's a lot of social norms where we are constantly feeling that need to drink, even though it really debil- debilitates us mm-hmm. to be present. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what you, like, you go, f- like, hey, you want to go for a run with me and talk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, not many people can run like yeah. you. And if you don't know Bobby, like, she I, she showed up and I'm like, oh, she can run. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not going running with her if I'm at, like, an event like that. Because she'll kill me. Um, yeah, I don't know what that would look like. But, yeah. there's you know, there's got, there are solutions mm-hmm. in there. I mean, I just, whatever, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's, it is, it's really hard. It's hard and it's hard to navigate sometimes as a person in sobriety. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and sometimes I need, I should go out mm-hmm. like uh, with my wife. Like if she's at a party, it's really important that I'm there with her because I'm with her. Yeah. And whether I'm like annoyed with the drinking, that's my problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the alcoholic. I'm the one that needs to, um, and if I have a problem with people drinking, that's my problem. Mm-hmm. And if people don't want to, you know, drink around me, then that's um, their problem. I, I don't know. I, I'm going on a tangent it's here. It's okay. Um, do, you, but, yeah. um, do you feel as if, what are, what are your mechanisms or what are your ways to connect with people outside of the drinking mm-hmm. scenes, right? So what have you done instead of? I know you've mm-hmm. talked a lot about the AA meetings mm-hmm. meetings, and how that's been yeah. really beneficial, but yeah. do you meet people for coffee? Do you, what are some other alternatives mm-hmm. that you've found over the last seven years? And I also think it's important to not have friends in AA, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, you know, I really, yeah, I know, I know. It's just the, the, the problem is, and I don't want to say the problem, but it's hard to find those transparent yes, relationships it is. outside of the program. And because most people, but I do have really great friends outside of mm-hmm. the program as well. Um, and so I've had friends down to um, our place in Arizona to hike and mm-hmm. hang out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll have coffee. Like I had breakfast mm-hmm. yesterday with, with my buddy and um, I'll have people over to work out. Yeah. Most of the times, and I don't know with you, but people try to connect with you, it might be like, well, hey, will you, you want to run? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm not running with her again. <laughs> She'll kill me. Uh, and and that's... Doing Turkish I know, you, that's I know. I know, we just... Um, but I'll have people up to the cabin, like my AA buddies, yeah. and, and it's so nice because um, nothing ha- bad happens anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. no beer gets spilled. There aren't any stupid... God, I just remember, like, Going and doing like somebody spills or there's wrestling and fighting with yeah. guys on a guy's weekend. But now we go and it's like, you, we just do whatever we want. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'll have people up to the cabin and, um, but yeah, I like the AA meetings and coffee and breakfast and, uh, just what, I don't know, whatever God puts in front of me. Yeah. 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 I know you talked about yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, hiking and trail running and surfing yeah. and all of that. And that mm-hmm. sounds like, it sounds like the way I kind of think about things mm-hmm. too. You just want to do different activities and experience them. And I yeah. think that's really, that's really neat. Well, and, and our health and the way that we, um, just being trainers, mm-hmm. but aside from being a trainer, like, you know, I want to be able to do that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I know, um, you know, by being active, like it gives me the opportunity to do that stuff. Yeah. And I kind of lost my train of thought there. That's okay. Um, but yeah, like if that's what I want to do, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the stuff that I want to do that. So that's, and you know, I think why I train, but mm-hmm. 
That being said, I do have a marathon in a couple weeks. Oh, no. Oh, you are? You're yeah. running a marathon? Where yeah. at? Which I think is another important thing in our, in our journeys is to have stuff to kind of goals and stuff. So that's the Mesa Marathon. Okay. So she's going to help me with my stride today. Oh, Hopefully gosh. after this. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's so yeah. cool. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I hope so. I, I don't know if my training has been... It's a little, like, you know, hard to train here. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've been running a lot of trails there. So. I can't imagine that you've been lazy. So, I can say with, <laughs> with my whole heart that yeah. I feel yeah. as if, even if you have mm-hmm. some level of training, which I know you do, yeah, yeah. you'll you'll survive. Yeah, I'll survive. Yeah. We'll see. My ego <laughs> might, might be, be crushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say the one other thing. Uh, like, I love hiking with my wife. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I think that's the other thing that, like, the relationship with her mm-hmm. is just like, it's so much easier. You know, and um, and that is just part of the program. Yeah, working because like I hike with friends, and you know I'm just like it's great. And I I had I had a couple uh, AA friends out, clients, a virtual mm-hmm. client out a couple weeks ago to Arizona, mm-hmm. which is which was awesome. But I told them like this is really great, but there's nobody I'd rather hike with than my wife. Yeah, and that's that's like really a great thing and surfing with my and like I think so all that aside like mm-hmm. I surf with my wife I have two stand-up paddle boards like mm-hmm. she lets me go with her or you know like and if she doesn't like I'm like she goes but like walking with my wife yeah. I think that you know I, I I can't believe I didn't say that sorry honey. no it's okay she, yeah, that's so if she's listening but I, it is like like it's it's kind of like what I pictured before we got married is that the family in the surf boat, you know, my wife on the trail, like, mm-hmm. like that's it. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. what I do in my spare time. No, I, I love if, it. If she's around, yeah. you know, we'll go walk, we'll go do stuff, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely hear you on that. We, um, we took our trip out to Colorado and mm-hmm. went to Rocky Mountain National Park, and that was the mm-hmm. first time my fiance was there, that was the second time I was there. Mm-hmm. And we hiked 10 miles Yeah. and it went to Black Lake and it was okay. just phenomenal. Yeah. And that's where he proposed to me. That's and awesome. it was the mountain mm. views and the, just the thrill of yeah. just climbing something. It's, yeah. un, it's, and honestly, mm-hmm. I can hear you talking about just being just, again, this has been a huge motivation for me, but mm-hmm. getting to the top of that mountain and, and not having to have a drink or, you yeah. know, have something to feel fulfilled other mm-hmm. than just those views and the moments that led up to that, right? Mm-hmm. And the yeah. connection you have and you build hiking mm-hmm. with that person or yeah. walking. And yeah, it is really mm-hmm. special. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think the other side of that too, though, is, is like my wife, it is still nice to have a glass of wine. Yeah. For, you know, yes, for, for her. her. Or, you know, like... Um, so to not say that, mm-hmm. it, not that it doesn't get any better, but for somebody that can drink normally, mm-hmm. it's great. Like it, mm-hmm. it probably is really great yeah. for me. It's not, it's yeah. not good. And, and she'll leave a half a glass of wine and I'm like, how the hell is she not drinking that? <laughs> but it, you know, Bobby, I mean, it might be okay for you to have a glass of wine Yeah. because you can do that. I can't. Yeah. And it might make it better for you, but it doesn't make it better for me. Yeah. And so I, I do think, I, I think that's an important thing. Like, exactly. I'm not saying that every, like, at your wedding, when are you getting married? Do you want to say? I don't know. Do uh, you know I think, <laughs> honestly, we're trying to save up for it right now. So yeah. probably 2024 yeah. is kind of our goal right now. So it's not to say, like, well, you shouldn't have wine at your wedding because mm-hmm. you're, you know, because it doesn't make it any better. Well, I mean, it might. I mean, you know, yeah. it's up to you. It's It's totally your journey, you know, and... Again, the only thing I can speak to is what, where I've been. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing for people to remember. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a thing of scotch at the top. If you can yeah. have it and it, like have at it, mm-hmm. have, enjoy it, you know? But mm-hmm. if it starts to get where you're drinking the whole bottle, 
Yeah. That's, you know, that's when the spiritual program of AA, you've lost your spiritual fitness, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it, you know, it's time to regroup and see, figure out who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, so. In regards to that, I have two questions. Okay. So first one is there is kind of this group around kind of similar to me, I would say, and versus your experience versus mine, right? And those who are kind of like me, who are sober curious, they're interested in Mm -hmm. a sober life, maybe for, and and again, it still challenges us mentally, but it hasn't been the same experience that you've gone through, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you say to someone who is simply just sober curious? Yeah. Simply who is curious about what a sober life might look like, or mm-hmm. how it might feel? Well, I mean, I think it's hard for me to speak to that mm-hmm. because um, I have, I, I needed help. Mm-hmm. Like, I needed AA. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, that's what has worked for me. Yeah. But, like, I have a friend who has been, like, around hockey, like, big, mm-hmm. like, pro hockey, like, and he's never had a drink and mm-hmm. he's never had tobacco. I'm like, my God, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that's an insane story. It is. And, but he's, you know, he's happy. I love, and he is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like he will, he's, you know, I guess he's maybe a little bit like us with his fitness. And I love it. I love that guy so much. Like, I, and I'm like, why are you talking to me? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like sober curious is, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Like, why are you curious about getting sober? Like, and yeah. what does sobriety mean to you? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, are you just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what that means. Yeah. It's hard for me because I was never like that. I didn't want to yeah. be sober. I thought the people that were sober were just a bunch of stiffs. Mm-hmm. And now they're freaking hilarious. So I don't know what that means. And, yeah. and I don't know, like, you know, I think I think it's important that if you are going to get sober, that you're not just a dry drunk. Mm-hmm. And because it's like, well, if you're going to be like that, then just drink. Like, yeah. for God's sakes, man, you're mm-hmm. being such a dick. So what does dry drunk? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. But what does yeah. dry uh, drunk? A dry drunk? Yeah. What is I that? mean, a dry drunk is somebody that just doesn't have a spiritual program. That yeah. is just like... You know, the, the, yeah, like they'll go to, if, if they're like, in my case, if my wife is like, you need to stop drinking, it's like, well, fine, I'll stop drinking. <laughs> and I don't change my attitude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then like friggin' drink. Cause mm-hmm. you're a pain in the ass to be around anyway. <laughs> you know, like you go to like a family thing and there's yeah. somebody that's not drinking just cause, well, they told me I couldn't drink cause of my weight. <laughs> it's like, well, you're just still like, yeah. So I, I think it's, um. You know, I guess it, 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 we, in sobriety, you're supposed to have fun. And mm-hmm. if you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And typically the people that aren't, and I'm not saying what's right or wrong. Yep. Yep. But they're not going to meetings. They're not working with other people and they're mm-hmm. not working with their sponsor and they're not, you know, their ego, they're mm-hmm. selfish. And I do this still, like there are days where I'm just like not enjoyable to be around mm-hmm. and I need to go to a meeting then. Yeah. And oddly enough, when I go to a meeting, I'm happier mm-hmm. because I hear that other people have a lot greater problems than I do. Mm-hmm. And then I help them. And through yeah. service work, you know, it makes me happier because yeah. I feel good about myself. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a weird program because, like, you know, we help each other um, in that regard by hearing other people's misery. Mm. Yeah. It, it makes us help them I'm sure yeah and that reminds us where we were and what we could be like again so I don't I don't know I mean I just I told you earlier I listened to your podcast before and I'm like oh I feel bad like I don't know what she's gonna do with her you know but I think it's great it's like go against the grain do what the world tells you not to do and And you even said it yeah sorry I didn't interrupt you no yeah go ahead um you even said it that you know, yeah, everyone's journey is so, mm. so different. And especially when it comes to sobriety and, mm. and yeah, you've gone through a completely different journey than mm. what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, but mm. that gives you, that gives you a lot of ground and, um, mm. understanding towards other people, I think, mm-hmm. and, 
again, you're very empathetic, I can tell, mm. and you're you're willing to help and willing to be there for others. And it mm. sounds like you've found such a gr- great support group yeah. with other people, you know, in the same realm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, another question then is, on the other half of it, mm-hmm. what would you say to someone who might be listening to this who kind of is in the same boat that you were, right? Mm-hmm. And isn't like me, who mm-hmm. is struggling and doesn't know mm-hmm. where to go and doesn't yeah. know what to do and knows that there might be something wrong and is ready mm-hmm. to maybe take that next step? Yeah. I, I think that, um, I mean, to try to get help, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, um, to to go to a meeting mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean i just i just want them to not have to to get to where we where i was you mm-hmm. know i mean if like they're a high bottom drunk mm-hmm. you know somebody that didn't go to jail or get a dwi mm-hmm. and a lot of the times those people are the hardest ones to get sober mm-hmm. because they just haven't had the consequences yet mm-hmm. Um, so my hope is that you don't get acute pancreatitis and almost lose your wife, lose your family, lose, you know, and like, I hope you don't kill somebody driving drunk. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's a scary part about the, about it, you know, but when somebody comes into the program, there's no judgment Mm -hmm. and anytime, it doesn't matter if you have 50 years of sobriety or Mm -hmm. one day, you know, we all walk in clay Mm -hmm. and we are all. I don't want to say sinners, but we're all just like trying to, to, to do our best, you mm-hmm. know? So there's no, I think that's a really great part about AA is there's, there's no judgment mm-hmm. and there, you know, you can't talk business politics Yeah. and it's so nice. That's like nice. we just don't talk, we just don't have that in the rooms. Yeah. So it's really, they're really welcoming to the newcomer mm-hmm. and the newcomer helps people like me because it reminds me of where I was mm-hmm. and I don't want to go back and I hate that that person is there mm-hmm. but there are people in the program that can help yeah and that can show you happiness and freedom mm-hmm. and support and and i i think and it's free yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, you have to that's nice yeah it's like free <laughs> therapy and a lot of the people that are getting that therapy yeah have maybe a lot better experience than people that are actually therapists yeah I wish my wedding could be free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I, I hope, and, you know, I don't know if they can contact you through your page or whatever. Yeah. To, you know, I'm happy to help whatever I can do. And, okay. And, it, you know, if you don't have to go to AA. Like, mm-hmm. if it just helps to have a conversation about it and be transparent, that's great. It's, it's up to that person. Mm-hmm. That person has to be willing to surrender mm-hmm. and you know, but, um, yeah, I just think there's no judgment. These are really good people. They, mm-hmm. these are successful business people. These are people that aren't successful business people that are just happy mm-hmm. and whatever that means, business people, I don't know why I went there, but you know, I mean, <laughs> a food runner, a yes. happy food runner mm-hmm. is a lot, you know, it's better than a dry drunk food runner Yeah. or a hungover true. food runner, Yeah. whatever it might be. But I was a food runner. Did I tell you that in this? I yes, remember. you did. <laughs> you did. Oh. It's okay. It's, um, been, it's been a long yeah. talk. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I mean, get help. Like, don't, yeah. you know, be careful. Like, I just don't want you, you know, people that, I was talking to a guy last week in Arizona and, you know, he's talking about drinking. He was drunk mm-hmm. and he was driving. I'm like, you know what, go, like, and I know it sounds bad, but my son is on the road mm-hmm. and if you kill my son, I'm a, you know. Yeah. So go drink yourself to death, but do not go drive. out and drive drunk because mm-hmm. my kids out there, other kids are out there. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, but alcoholics are selfish mm-hmm. and I was too and I did it. Yeah. But hopefully maybe they won't have to. Yeah. Uh, well, so. I think that kind of ends our Yeah, this is fun. I loved it. It's like hanging out with an old friend. I know. It was super fun. I'm so (laughs) grateful. And it was such a cute little conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's cute. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. I tell my kids it was cute. Yep. They'll like that. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and I just, you know, I applaud you for what you're doing. And um, I think it's it's really hard nowadays to get out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But, like, 
to show up to a random house, you know, and be like, <laughs> fingers crossed he's not freaking nuts yeah. or whatever. But that takes a lot of courage. And, I, you know, the other thing, too, is a female mm -hmm. doing this kind of stuff just kicks ass. My wife does a lot of stuff with women in business. And, That's really neat. I didn't know you that. You know, women, I mean, just talk about, I don't know, I just think, I just think it's awesome. Thank you. So, hats off to Bobby. Well. Bobby Patrick. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate Dan being yeah. on here. He obviously has a lot to say. And it, mm -hmm. this was, honestly, I've had a pretty rough week. And mm -hmm. this very much turned it around. Yeah. And this was Good. really fun. Good for you. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to reach out to him, uh, I guess contact me first. And then we'll mm -hmm. kind of see if he yeah. is open to conversation. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Too. Yeah, do you yeah. have a, a business Instagram or just your uh, personal? I think it's just, yeah, it's just at Dan Hatsung. At Dan Hatsung. H-A-T-Z-U-N-G. Perfect. Yeah. So feel free to follow him and you, I'm sure you'll see updates. Yeah, and you can you. message me too if you yeah. need help or whatever. Yeah, message him yeah. directly. Mm -hmm. uh, I never know. I just want to make sure. Yeah, okay yeah. Okay with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yep. Um, but yeah, and if uh, anyone wants to reach me, you can Instagram. Follow me or message me at, at Curbing the Cheers on Instagram or email me at Curbing the Cheers Podcast at gmail.com. Um, again, I hope you guys have a really good week and uh, have hopefully learned or felt some comfort in these conversations. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys, or I'll hopefully you'll listen to me on the next podcast. So All cheers. Right, man. You want to say cheers? Cheers. Cheers. All right. Good Bye. job. <laughs>